Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we're con- we're continuing through uh, to shape a dragon's breath, about about two thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I I I feel like it's been a while since you've done a warm up. So let's let's see if you've got one. I've got one here, Luke. I've got one here, and I don't know if this is gonna be a hot take or not. I think it might be. Okay, Luke, I think email signatures are way overused. Oh, okay. Do you have an email signature? Like something that shows up not. at the no. bottom of all of your emails? No. I don't either. However, I always feel extremely unprofessional when I send an email because everybody else I get emails from has like a formal email <laughs> signature at the bottom. Yeah. With like their name, their pronouns, their like current position and their email address or their phone number or something. It's just like it's like a block maybe, maybe, of text. maybe a maybe a logo too. A logo, sure, why not? It's like a block of text <laughs> that's at the bottom for their email signature. And it feel it's like a business card. To me, it feels like getting someone's business card and then writing your number on a piece of like notebook paper and handing it to them. Yes. It feels like that's the difference. And it it sounds right now like I am coming down pretty hard on the non-email signature users. However, However, a lot of emails that I send and receive are extremely informal. And if I have to make a choice, because I'm going to forget, like I'm going to forget to put this on emails. So I've either got to turn it on or off. Right. It's got to be off for me. I can't have my email (laughs) signature showing up at the bottom of an email that I'm like, here's that recipe for like chocolate mud pie fondue dessert. Uh, Enjoy. And then also all of my formal info at the bottom. So I, I agree. This is my position as well. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I feel like we need some etiquette about this then. Because I get emails from specifically students that have an email signature. <laughs> and the number of like leadership positions that they put in their email signatures sometimes is a little bit absurd. Oh. Where it's like they have like their resume as yeah their email signature because they don't have like a formal position right because they're not like assistant professor of chemistry they've got like vice treasurer of sigma alpha epsilon fraternity and it's like dude I get that you're really proud of this but <laughs> I don't know if this is I don't know if you want to be advertising this to everybody. Right. Okay. So the thing about email signatures, yeah, is like the the use case for an email signature is like pretty specific. Correct. Yeah. And it's basically if the person that you are emailing with does not really know who you are, mm. and you you will not show up if they Google you, and it's like how often is that happening? I mean. I, okay, 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 Luke. If, if if you're me, often because because number one, when you Google me, you end up with football players, and that's it. Because there is <laughs> wait, a, hang on, hang on. There is a famous football player with my name. I'm not going to go into the in the detail, <clears throat> but you get football players for me, 
Um, this is true. This is true. Luke's currently fact checking me right now. Trust me, what I've done I, this what if recently. I put in, Luke. What if I put in chemistry? Actually, you also don't. Oh my get gosh, me, you have a website that's dot x y z. Uh, Luke, I'm about to that. blow your mind. That's not me. <laughs> that's not Luke. And Luke, I'm about to blow your mind a second time. <laughs> Actually, we're doing this. We're doing something completely different for the rest of the warm up, Luke, because uh, this is incredible. <laughs> Luke, Luke. Okay, I'm gonna blow your mind right now. I, I, I. Okay, I did Google myself like uh, two weeks ago, or maybe a week ago now, because I was just curious what's coming up. Right, I've, I'm moving up in the world a little bit. Maybe I'm starting to get on the second or third results page after this football boy. <laughs> Uh, I found this other me who was also a chemistry PhD who had his own website with my name. That's right. So That's I right. Went, with a chemistry PhD. So I went to the website, Luke, and yeah. I emailed him. Ooh. Buddy emailed me back. This is exciting. Buddy emailed me back. Uh, he was pleased. Okay, so there's two issues. We're we're fully off the rails for our email signature one, and we're talking about something else now. Sure, sure. There's a couple of issues when you have the same name as someone and work in the same field, specifically chemistry, because you're going to be publishing papers with your name attached right. to them. And so you have to have like a way of delineating between people with the same name, right. which there are some ways to do it. Um but if it's just based on the name and you're just searching for somebody's name, you're going to get a lot of people. Fortunately, this person does not have my middle initial. So we can, we can use that to differentiate uh, ourselves. And actually, I signed my email to him with my middle initial and like bolded and underlined it so that, yeah, anyway. <laughs> this buddy, this buddy, uh, he's glad to know that there is a Dan out there representing i'm representing luke representing but it ends at representing uh he says do us proud oh okay yeah okay yeah uh this person also remembers when the football player was drafted and was also (laughs) annoyed by it (laughs) i love this um we need him on the pod (laughs) this honestly Honestly, this discovery and email exchange was the brightest point of my like last two weeks. Nice. It, oh, this was uh, this was actually really recent. I'm looking at the email right now. It was seven. It was a week ago. It was literally seven days ago from <laughs> when we're recording this. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. So. I'll say this. Actually, I've got to find some way to wrap up this warm up with a bow on top, listeners. Listeners, Google yourself. See if... (laughs) How close can you find a person that does what you do with your name? Because I'll say this, I'm like, I'm so close. This person is like almost exactly me. (laughs) Uh, That's great. That's awesome. And if you do find a listener, send them an email. Let them know that you're out there coming for him man i i have to say when i googled your name plus chemistry 
and there was a website that was your name dot xyz and it had a phd afterwards and i and it was not you huge that was that was awesome honestly my first thought was did i make a website that i forgot about (laughs) oh man that's great that's good stuff um so you might actually need the email signature is what we're learning (laughs) yeah i think i've got a I think I've got to start using middle niche for everything. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone's going to get confused. Yeah. I get confused, okay. frankly. I, I am now, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> good. I, I like the warm-up. I like the, the chaotic nature of it. That's good. That's great. We, I mean, we go where the, <laughs> where the current takes us, Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk, let's talk book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've stopped a, a little under two thirds of the way through the chapter title that I've stopped at is Anakus and Theo took luncheon with scholars. So, uh, anything before that, so we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, just a small note. Yeah. Love that we're love how many times the word luncheon comes up. Oh, it, mm. when is the last time you've been to a luncheon? Luke? So how would you define luncheon, actually, colloquially? Luncheon is... Like an event? Like lunch as an event? Okay. Basically? Honestly, honestly, it's got to be called a luncheon. I think if somebody else calls it a luncheon, like if you get an invitation to a lunch mm. and they call it a luncheon, that's a luncheon. So as soon as someone calls it a luncheon, it becomes a luncheon. As long as it's like, you know, around the right time, right? Because here's so like what if I'm, tomorrow, if tomorrow I'm I'm ready for lunch and I want to have it with my friend that I see, mm-hmm. and I I say, hey, do you want to have luncheon together? Is that luncheon? Uh, it, no, because here's what I think. Okay, I think people are self-selecting the word. Like now we've been tainted okay. to it and we're trying to use it. I think people only I use see. the word when it is a luncheon. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So if you're not using, if you're using luncheon in bad faith, it doesn't count. No, 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 no. But whenever somebody calls okay. something a luncheon, it is almost certainly a luncheon. <laughs> like if they're going to take the time to add that extra little bit to the end of it, it's a luncheon. Okay. I agree. I agree. I think that's right. <laughs> so then my question, Luke. When's the last time you've been to a luncheon? Man. I don't know. It's been a while that I can think of. At least a decade for me. At least a decade. <laughs> Honestly, none come to mind. And Maybe I've been to one and I skipped, skimmed over the title, but... Uh, a luncheon is just a dressed up lunch. And I think it, they need to happen more often. I agree. I agree. Dinner, dinners get too much fame, too much celebration. Okay. And okay. Mm. And there is a close, there's a close relationship between a luncheon and a barbecue. Sure. A luncheon is superior in so many ways to a barbecue because Luke, a luncheon is, mm, how do I put this? (laughs) A luncheon is like you're not going to leave a luncheon feeling 
like indigestion. You're not going to leave a luncheon being like, I shouldn't have had so many dogs or like, oh, I ingested a lot of pool water after that luncheon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I feel like this is more of a shot at barbecues than it is a, a celebration uh, of luncheon. Okay. But barbecues are great. Luncheons. Okay. Okay. Let's flip this then. You are going to leave a luncheon thinking, what a lovely afternoon. Hmm. Okay. Yes, you're I gonna think that's leave... true. Actually, here's here's a quick. Are luncheons ever outside? Always outside, in my mind. Always. Uh, I don't think always. Oh, luncheons gotta be, or at least in I the think, vicinity. I think in barbecue, a sunroom. Barbecue. Barbecue, like ninety nine percent of the time, out time outside. Yeah. Luncheon. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say closer to fifty fifty. Okay, but clearly bright sunlight happening at a luncheon. Sure. We're yeah, not in. Obviously. We're not. There's no candlelight. There's no. It's all natural light. Big windows. Of course, there's not candlelight. It's luncheon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know why that would be. I don't know why that would be the case. Um, okay. <laughs> I also like that you have to dress up a little for a luncheon. You can't yeah. show up to a luncheon wearing a t-shirt. No. No. Certainly not. Um. A luncheon, you have to put your napkin in your lap, or tuck it in, tuck it in your tuck it in your shirt a little bit. Ooh, yes, okay. So we love luncheon. Um, <laughs> I love that both of our our starting two things, the warm up and the luncheon discussion. I don't think was on either of our notes. No. Um, no. Um, let's get back to some notes here for another little one that I don't know how long we're going to pop off on. Um, we we live in a fantasy world in this book. So things are called other stuff like England or Frank of land or not Germany. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> they've all got fun names except one, which I appreciated a lot. And that was Poland. They were like, <laughs> I don't actually remember this. They one. were like, you know what? Poland will give you an extra L and then you're fine. You just stay Poland. <laughs> That's good. That's and, good. Is and, there a pronunciation guide for that one? Is it Poland still or, is, or are we doing Poland? Oh, I should have checked. I'm assuming they just kept it as Poland. I would assume so too. <laughs> But I like it. Let's see. Let's see. I'm pulling it up. Okay, good. Good. We'll get a little fact check here. Uh, it's not on the pronunciation guide, so we can we can do whatever we want. Oh, it's officially Poland then. Okay, nice. <laughs> I just like that Poland is already kind of a fantasy name. Mm, mm-hmm. So Monique was just Everybody like, keep that. it. Keep it. Keep it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's where all the Poles come from. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Famously. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. It's not something I had noticed. Um, but I do I do appreciate how we're not trying too hard to come up with new names. No, definitely not. It makes it it makes it easier at times. I think this is the way to do it. I think this is sort of the and I appreciate this like in the same vein as George. George R. R. Martin does his names for characters, right? Where they've got different spellings, but like we know how these words sound. We know how these names sound. And 
I, it's not the same. Clearly, it's not the same. It's because <laughs> we're having pronunciation guide for the names here. But you know, like what countries they're talking about, even if they yeah. have different names. Like, okay, we know England. We all know where England is. Poland, that's an easy one. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the we don't have to work super hard to to relate this to our world. No. And even like Massachusetts. We've got Massa all we've almost got Massachusetts in here. It's good. It's good. Um okay. So I I just want to say kind of earlier on in this there's a few things that that happen that are that are not ideal obviously i mean that's a lot of a lot of the book but there were a few instances that i just want to say so frustrating how boxed in to like acting a certain way mm-hmm. our main character is with like a lot of different things with i mean obviously this is like associated with like race and gender and that kind of thing i just want to i just want to say super frustrating how like anakus it's like if she does well this thing goes poorly if she does poorly there's another thing that that's bad too and it's like there's no there's no options except for this super narrow path that obviously she doesn't want and we all know this but i just I want to say frustrating, super annoying. Very annoying. Very annoying. I I do. That is one thing I love about this book is Anakus is constantly just trying to live her life. And everyone around her is constantly saying like, hey, you can't do that, actually. And Anakus is like, why? Sorry. (laughs) Explain that to me. Slow it. Tell it to me in really slow words why I can't do this thing. And they're like, well, because the culture, you know, we've got this culture. Nanakus is like, it'd just be weird, right? It's like it gives me a feeling that is bad, and everyone will laugh at you and me forever. So we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It does. It sucks. It does. <sighs> uh, and I think a character that is like emblematic of what this has done to someone is it's is it theode is that his name yeah i think it's theode 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 like when we first meet theode it's kind of disappointing because it's this Mm -hmm. perfect opportunity for him to like have a buddy in this somebody who's going through not the same thing but like a similar thing at least like right. they can understand some of each other's experience and he is not about it at first. And I just have a note here. That's like, Oh yes, the get in here. They like, they like <laughs> make him come to lunch with them sort of. Yeah. And now he's just in it. Now it's just the the with us. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty like, I was worried that it was going to take a lot longer to get Theod onto our team, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't. It, it was pretty quick, uh, maybe because Anakus is so friendly, um, but uh, <laughs> I guess just she was like, yeah, we're going, we're going to be friends, so 
let's just be let's just be friends now stop fighting it <laughs> theode we're gonna be friends <laughs> i love that just like the one-sided decision to be friends essentially and it worked out great uh, well it, well <laughs> to be determined yeah yeah um but yeah she invites him to lunch uh invites him and the others to to weekend plans with her brother mm-hmm. lovely evening mm. little coffee shop a little a little day on the town pretty good really good pretty nice lovely little uh little, little coffee shop and bookstore how am i gonna say no is there a better way to spend an afternoon no i don't think so <laughs> um okay another person that she takes some trips with is liberty yes the, <laughs> the one note that i have but i'm sure we'll talk more about liberty is Liberty comes from the Society of Friendless Girls. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we change the name? Um Well, Luke, they do sell these girls to people to do work, right? Yes. I don't think they're very interested in branding them as like happy, cheerful on the <laughs> On the up and up girls. Right. I think they're trying to, like, their marketing is, hey, these have no one, these have, these girls have nobody to help them. So. Right. It's very dark. Um, I think, I think here's, here's maybe what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Assuming that we cannot get the actual, like, organization to change its name. Okay. I think I'm going to make an acronym out of it Ooh. after i'm out right uh-huh i'm gonna i'm gonna be like yeah i came from sfg um we have this great network and yeah now i've got a lot of a lot a lot of friends that came from sfg that i can contact whenever i want to it's great we call them soft g's <laughs> these are my soft g's <laughs> yeah then it sounds then it's better other than that if, now is that better than being like, yeah, so I am a member of the Society of Friendless Girls. Um, no, and... I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yes, I can't imagine referring to myself as one of these people. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm from the I'm from the union of total dumbass boys of just <laughs> big idiot, worthless boys. <laughs> The Federation of Big Loser Idiots. Uh, it's great. <laughs> um, it's where I got my star. It's where my roots are, are from. It's really where I, it really shaped me. Near and dear to my heart, yeah. mostly. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to know about me, just understand that I come from the, the Federation of Big Idiot Boys. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I think this is something, though, it's like Nackies, where I think they just don't have... Oh. Has anybody had a nickname yet? Mmm. I don't know. Have nicknames not been invented? Oh, wait, no, Chipmunk. Okay. Okay, hold on. Anakus does have a pet name of Chipmunk from her dad. Sure. However, 
not many nicknames going on in this universe so far. Well, it's it would be rude. You got to go. You got to go. Miss full name. Miss like not even name, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is an innovation that Anakus is bringing. Like, hey, I know my name isn't Chipmunk, but my dad likes to call me Chipmunk. Have you guys ever considered trying different names for things so they're not as depressing? <laughs> the idea, <laughs> the new idea of <laughs> calling things something slightly different. That's This is why actually everyone is still calling her whatever her they think her last name is yeah yeah she's like hey that's not actually what i prefer to be called everyone's like i don't understand that concept so (laughs) i'm gonna keep calling you this i'm not touching that (laughs) yeah no exactly she's gonna get pushback because she's gonna be like hey stop calling it the society of friendless girls let's call it something else let's call it the girls club let's call it the breakfast club maybe nice or something fun. Let's call let's call it Girl Scouts, maybe. Ooh, okay, yeah. They'll <laughs> be blow their minds. Yeah, right they'll there. be like, wait, but that's not its name, and it's like that's the fun part. <laughs> huge, huge change in society. Um, speaking of huge changes in society and Anakus bringing innovations, honestly. I feel like they're doing Marta a favor by talking to her at this point. Okay. Marta sounds pretty annoying. Like if I'm Anakus, I Marta doesn't sound like a very fun person to talk to most of the time. Sure. I think they're all doing her a favor. I think they're all doing Marta a favor by continuing to include her in their 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 lunches, their luncheons and their their trips to town sure okay to be let me let me clarify actually Mm -hmm. are you saying that marta doesn't seem interesting to our perspective or to other people within society's perspective as well do you know what i mean by this i mm, okay i do know what you mean by this i mean from our main character's perspective i think marta fits in pretty well in the society but if I'm Anakus, Marta is so annoying. Like, go... Well, okay, but I, that's the thing is, that's true of everyone. Not everyone. In, like, it is not In, true like, high society. Sure, but, like, you don't have to be friends with them. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I feel like Marta thinks that she is doing them a favor by, like, teaching them about English society and, like, introducing them to people who are in like influential and stuff when in fact it is the complete opposite where no marta like these people nobody cares about these people we don't care about your cool fancy friends or your like (laughs) fancy shops that you want to go to uh let me take you to this stall that has the greatest food you've ever tasted Mm -hmm. let me take you to this coffee place like they're doing her a favor by showing her the cool parts of town that she would have never gone to. Sure, yeah, I think that's true. And I don't think Marta realizes it. I think Marta still perceives them as like lower class and like, especially from her, her interactions with Anakus, where she's like, your people are savages. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, lo- I love you. 
He said, I think that she perceives her as lesser, mostly from the times that she says, you're lesser. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, this is definitely true. Um, I mean, I think that just like th- this, is, I think, can be generalized to a lot of cases, actually, where a lot of times the like rich, the rich kids in a like fairly rigid society, like end up, you know, being exposed to super cool things when they hang out with people below them in this in the society and they can like go like rap music and graffiti. to cool things <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> of course those are the best examples i can think of <laughs> um but yeah i mean because that because like yes the the things that they do on their little outing are really nice especially because I feel like they don't have to adhere to the like super strict rules that they would otherwise need to. No, no. And uh, when I say it's a favor, I mean like they did not have to invite Marta. And if I were them, the, the first time Marta was like, I thought your people were just worse. I'd have been like, all right, I don't want to put in (laughs) this work to convince you otherwise. So fine. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I see what you're saying now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, okay, I do think Marta seems to be showing some growth. Marta seems to at least be concerned and like stop and ponder these things. Uh. Right. I mean, okay. I think one point that I'm thinking of is that people like Marta have their own like, like, I don't know, like societal prisons that they are in. Right. Like when we, when we end up talking to her friends at the dance, they're like amazed they can go do things because when they cannot leave school without a chaperone. Sure. It's like, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. This is fair enough. They like Marta has her own, like, problematic programming that she is starting to overcome potentially yeah okay yeah all right fine fair fair i'm not saying it's a bad thing that they're hanging out with marta i'm just saying i would be so sick of her shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure for sure (laughs) but she does have great fashion sense dan of a sort yeah so does liberty right you're Liberty also of a different, yeah, of a different, of a different, uh, style. Yeah. Though. Right. Right. We're talking where Liberty's helping out with, uh, with Anakusa's workwear. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> Marta's helping out with her tailoring. Marta's getting her quinceanera dress. <laughs> Is that not what you thought of when they were describing this dress with the big puffy sleeves and the big... So, so I had already, because of the setting, started to think of Bridgerton. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it's, uh, like, that's basically what it is. Uh-huh. 
Um, with dragons. So I went, I went that direction. With dragons, yeah. Okay. When they talked about, when they asked if they wanted to go on a promenade, I was like, this is Bridget. True. Yeah, this is a much better representation as Bridgerton with dragons. Yeah. Actually, yeah, this is pretty good. A little less romancy so far. So far. Still time. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you ready to go to the dance? Yeah, I would like to go to the dance. Bef- before we get to the actual dance, though, Luke... Mm-hmm. Anakus has to learn how to do these dances because she didn't go to the schools that they went to, so she never learned these specific dances. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this book is very good at pointing out the like absurd things that we do. It's wild that we learned how to dance in school, is it not? Did you ever use that <laughs> skill outside of like PE class where you learned to square dance? I don't... Okay, I don't know if I learned... I don't know if I took these lessons. <laughs> Was this just me? I don't know if this is a universal experience, actually. Uh, you're telling me that in your middle school and elementary school, one of your PE units was not square dancing? I don't think so. <laughs> which is surprising because you're from the West Coast and I'm from the South. <laughs> This is true. I mean, it was a little rural in California. Like, it wasn't in a city, like a big city. It wasn't okay. a city, but not a big one. Uh, but, yeah, we learned how to square dance in as like a, like, we were tested on it. You were tested? Oh. Like, we had to know how to square it. Luke, to this day, <laughs> if I hear somebody call out square dance calls, I'm getting up. My How hands did they are going clammy. You? My hands is are it, going well, clammy. Was it like, <laughs> did you have like a, a, a early version of Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> and they could tell how many how many dances you missed? No, they'd put you in the gym. They'd put you in the gym. This, oh, Luke, I dreaded this. Man, I can't believe they didn't make it you do this. It sounds bad. I it sounds terrible. I can't believe they didn't make you do this because they made us dance with a girl. We had to partner up with a girl and do a square dance with them in the gym the whole day. I was just sweating the whole whole day. day? No, 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 no. I knew what day it was. So the whole day leading up to it, I was just like, I hate this. I don't want to. I want to be sick today. (laughs) And this sounds like the teachers all got together and they were like, how how can we humiliate as many of our students as possible? At the same time. It was like, Luke, I had never touched a girl's hand before that wasn't in my immediate family until square dance day where it was like, yeah, you're going to touch a bunch of strange girls hands in a like in a (laughs) dance way. (laughs) Wait, wait, okay, because I want to I want to keep going on this. So I want to ask more questions here. So. On Square Dance Day, yeah. was that the examination? No, no, no. It was not just one day. That was sorry. when you were learning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was like two weeks. We had to learn okay. how to do the square dance, and then we were examined on it. And so on the examination day, they... I can't believe you didn't do this. I cannot believe. <laughs> I cannot believe this was just my experience. Fuck. <laughs> oh. I I don't think... This kills me right now. 
<laughs> Listeners, let us know. Did you have square dance day? Or, or uh, well, let's not limit it to square dancing, I guess. Any kind of Did you have dance? partner dance. Did you have to practice any kind of partner dance at public <laughs> now, school? Now, I will say my high school had dance class, but it was like an optional elective, <laughs> right? Yeah, correct. Um, man. But you're saying elementary school. And middle school. It happened. It happened. Multiple years. Man. And Luke, yes, examination day, they would hire a formal square dance caller to come in (laughs) and call a square dance with a bunch of sweaty eighth graders who none of them wanted to be there. This is insane. This is the (laughs) craziest thing I've ever heard, actually. Promenade, promenade around the square, promenade. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear it in my mind. <laughs> and then, and then it's like your teacher out here with a clipboard being like, yes, mm, yes, he sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't like it was okay. Okay. I will say it was pass fail. So it was like, it was like, did you know what this call meant when they called out to promenade around the square and okay. dosey do? Do you know what these calls mean? So if you, okay. as long as you weren't completely like going the wrong direction or stumbling around, you could do okay. But yes, yes, <laughs> we were judged. It was like, did you know, did you learn to square dance? This is, this is great, actually. Because now I'm learning that Dan's hometown found it extremely important for future development of their children to, to know the calls of square dancing. Now my whole point falls apart because my joke was going to be like, yeah, forget personal finance, kids. Let's learn square dancing. And it turns out that's just me. That was just me and my school. (laughs) And apparently nowhere else did that. Yeah, for sure not me. My PE was basketball and the cool cool parachute drills, (laughs) you know? Oh, uh, uh, I'm like sw- That's time. I'm, I'm sweating sorry. right now thinking about this. Honestly, my hands. I was are gonna say, my note on this, even without your background, <laughs> was that the dance gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> so, so, I, I think, I think the the stress of this probably is generalized, but maybe you're taking it to an extreme. <sighs> Okay. All right. I gotta come. I gotta. I gotta kind of come back down from that. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what are your thoughts on the dance card? Are we yay or nay dance card? Ooh. Because this is a piece of technology that card. did not exist when I was doing dances. I think I am. I think I'm pro. I'm pro dance card. One hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Uh, can we talk about just obvious yes. obvious benefits of the dance card? I give me some. Okay, uh, number one, just, like, explicit communication, guys. I love when we can take some implicit communication, make it explicit communication. Hey, I'd like to dance with you during this song. Yes, I'd like to dance with Mm. you during the Apple Bottom Jeans song, please. That's the one I know. (laughs) That's the one I would like to dance with you (laughs) on. This This is crucial, actually, to know what song right yes 
Yes. Because then it can be like, okay, I am not good at the waltz. Mm -hmm. However, I am good at, I don't know, this other one. (laughs) Oh, I can fuck up a Charleston. Show me a Charleston. I'm going to fuck it up. (laughs) That's one of the options. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get some refreshments Uh during this dance. Yep. But I'm going to ask the person that I have a big crush on during the during the dance that I that I know I'm good at. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's like I have no idea what's happening. I don't know what's coming up next. Right. I don't know how to dougie. Oh, somebody's got to teach me. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of a little bit of planning ahead, knowing what's coming, mm-hmm. but also, yeah, this like like formalizing it. Yes, formalizing it, and you know you can pee. You know you've got time to go take to to pee when you need to, because you're not going to miss your song. Um, this would be so easy to institute, as well. Mm. You have a little app. It's got the Spotify playlist linked up to it. That is the Damn. music for the dance. I don't. I don't like that you're trying to digitalize everything, Luke. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I think this was literally last episode. You were like, we should create this new device to quiet down a crowd. <laughs> it could be a bell. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you didn't say it should be an app. So that's on me, I guess. Yeah. You can't go app. Um, okay. <laughs> Cause I do think, I do think the card is key actually. Oh, okay. This is fair. You get to keep, it's a nice souvenir too right yeah mm. yeah plus plus it gives you some more like you the the person that's asking signs it yeah. right yeah actually do the guys get a card or do the girls get the card okay so this is the issue that i have with it is just girls get the cards and clearly this needs to be a two-way street i want a card yeah yeah mm. either way some something along these lines yeah yeah Ah. Uh. It's just, it'd be tough when uh, super shy me in middle school goes home with a card with no names on it. I'd be like, ooh. (laughs) Parents, parents over here like, let me see your card, Luke. Show me your card. I I lost it. I, I lost it on the way out. It was full, though. Very full. So full. Full of really cute girls' names. Um, yeah, that would be, t- I'm not saying I would be any different, but I just would love to have a card to remember it by. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Do you have more, do you have more on the dance? I got no more on the dance. Okay. The last thing that I have is related to her conversation with Liberty mm-hmm. in the last chapter of our section. Yes. And so, some the the lead up to this right is that she has romantic feelings for Liberty, as well as these feelings for Theod. Yeah. And Liberty, she's talking to Liberty about how uh, she thinks that that should be fine, mm-hmm. and Liberty is explaining to her that it's not in in their society. And. This one is tough for me because I feel like there's a lot of times 
where Anakus has described like her cultural and understanding and it is like clearly better. Okay, we're on the same page with this. Yes, yes. And she does that in the same way in this circumstance with the same confidence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm supposed to agree with it. Yes. And like, to some extent, sure. Like, three consenting adults. Yeah, I, fine. Whatever. Like, yes, when you put but it that I, way. I, yes, it seems totally reasonable. <laughs> I do think you were oversimplifying and idealizing it a little bit. I don't think it's that simple. Luke, I just want to paint a picture for you of where it becomes incredibly complicated. Three parents, one child, one disagreement about how to raise that child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Also, the idea of jealousy. Like, people get jealous. Oh, yes. <laughs> so often. In every culture. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I agree with you. This was the first time where I kind of I had to pump the brakes a little bit and be like, whoa, 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 Anakus. I don't think you can all just sit down at a table and be like, all right, so I don't love you anymore, and I will be married to this person now. And everyone be like, okay, I hear you, and we'll respect your decision. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, okay, I can't tell if this is, like, an actual issue that I have with the book, or if this is, like, a sign of Anakus's naivety. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I could see a like precocious teenager being like yeah obviously all the, i could fix all of these problems if and i would be super reasonable about it oh hello i was one yeah exactly everybody is yes so i i i will i will offer that caveat um i i think there are a few times where anakus maybe oversells a little bit right right um, the other one I'm thinking of actually is, I forget exactly what happens, but Anakus kind of says, or at least implies that kids don't like, aren't mean to each other at all. Yeah. When there's that bullying that happens. Yeah. And like, I, I will believe you that it's not as bad. Right. right. I'll 100% believe you. I don't think that you have solved interpersonal conflict, though. Or, like, the strong picking on the weak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm also deeply skeptical. Yeah. I would love to see it. <laughs> I, think, I think we need some more time at, at home to see mm-hmm. what... Masquapog is like sure because yeah. yes i think it's easy as a teenager to be like i think it's easy as a teenager to be like society sucks it gets so much better back where i'm from like okay the classic move is the teen who's moved to a new town and everything else is just way worse than their old town like 
sure, San Francisco's cool, but like Cleveland was so much more real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Where you're just pissed right. about okay, the fact now, that you had to move. Let's, to be clear, Anakus is, is right about probably most of what she's talking about in this case. At least I, I would much rather live in Anakus's situation, the like place Anakus is from, than the place she goes and is yes. correct in the in her assessment about yes yes um but in some instances you're right it does seem like her assessment is a little bit too rosy yeah maybe yeah. not though maybe not and if that's the case why would anybody freaking leave <laughs> <laughs> i'm not leaving are you kidding it's awesome everybody's buddies everybody's buddies there's no conflict there's no significant conflict uh yeah i'm in i'm all in for sure for sure we all are <sighs> okay <laughs> plus you could just you stop loving somebody just let them know it's fine just say hey we've got to have a talk they'll totally understand okay i'm like oh my feelings aren't hurt by that at all <laughs> I will say, I will say that Anakus mentions that they might be pissed. Okay, true, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, she does make it seem like it's a way more straightforward process. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you just sit him down and tell him. Okay. That's right. The good thing about Anakus is she, sp- she speaks her mind, right? She's not going to talk trash about anybody behind her back. No, no, definitely not. As we've seen, that's right. Uh, okay, what if we what if we missed? I feel like we haven't talked anything about Sander. We um, we did not. We also didn't talk about this propaganda war that's going on. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it does sound like there is this larger political debate that's happening between these mm-hmm. two political parties, where one is like kind of into more progressive policies and the other is definitely not yeah i didn't have a ton of notes on this because like so i basically there's this like op-ed written um by the dad of the really annoying kid that anaku slaps yeah um and then they put out a nice interview and like so far, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm kind of assuming that that is not resolved yet. No, definitely not. The, the op-ed that was originally written by I think it was the Yarl. Yeah, I think so. Or the Thane. Anyway, the like racist Thane. Uh that, like. At first, it seemed like the school was overreacting, but the more I think about it, it's like, no, that's, like, so dangerous for these people. He he basically, like, called for violence against these two students without saying it in so many words. Uh, and, I, like, I don't know what the school would have been able to do if they didn't have, like, a, a, a counter-balancing journalist they could call in and be like, hey, can you write us a puff piece, please? Right. Do they just, like, lock the doors of the school? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I I wasn't expecting necessarily like violence. I mean, the one good thing about the school is that it is a school for <laughs> dragons. Um, Fair, yeah. However, like it did seem it does seem like um the headmistress or whatever her title is yeah is in like a pretty precarious mm-hmm. political position um so I, I it does seem to me like without an appropriate response her school would like lose all funding pretty quickly cuz it seems like she's mostly funded by either tuition or donations right because the op-ed is called you're entirely relying you're you're entire you're entirely relying on like the reputation of the school yeah yeah and and the op-ed is targeting their funding right yeah so uh, yeah it's a tough spot especially mm, like how do you think that this that this journalist kind of turns this around aside from just making them seem like they're totally normal is that it is that it they just have to be like no no no, they're normal they're just like you guys don't worry about it (laughs) i mean i so a i don't think that the journalist actually has that much of an interest in helping them out i think it's more just like uh frau kuiper i think is her name Uh or something yeah um, was like, we're going to get this journalist and he's going to give you a fair shot or whatever. Oh, I see. Rather than like the journalist, like being on an individual mission. Hmm. Okay. It does feel like this is a, this is sort of a propaganda push though, because they choose. Sure. But I, th- they're like choosing yeah. certain questions and answers to like tell a story and they're like the photos they're including make them seem, you know, like a certain way. Uh, Anakus mm-hmm. is upset that they talked a lot about like how much she likes to read. And they didn't talk about that for Theode. So it right. does seem like there's a bit yeah. of an angle to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that from the school's perspective. Um, my, my, my theory was just that the school was driving most of that and the journalist was just kind of like, yeah, I'll write it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Oh, but I don't know. I, I get the sense that the, the purpose of this, right. So the, the racist guy's letter was basically like, you know, this is dangerous and whatever, whatever. And I feel like the point of their like interviews and pictures and whatever is to be like, guys, it's fine. Like, chill. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, you're right. There doesn't need to be a whole lot of spin to be like, look, it's actually fine. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You know what isn't fine, though, Luke? What's that? Only potatoes and boiled cabbage? <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. Where's Where's my beans on bread? This is England. <laughs> a full English breakfast. Hold on, That's all I want to see. No, I've got even more questions for you. This, there are dragons in this freaking universe. You can do better than cabbage. Th- give me a magical fruit or something. I don't know. 
Use your dragon breath <laughs> to cultivate a new kind of a thing. Mm. You've got magical dragons, and you're eating boiled cabbage and potatoes and roast beef every meal. I bet somewhere, maybe not at the school, there's some really, um, there's some restaurants that are really pushing the edge on like deconstructed whatevers. Say more. Do you know? Do you know what I mean by this? What are those? What are those restaurants that are like? Here's a deconstructed uh, 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 burrito with uh, liquid oxygen or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. see what you're saying. You're saying those restaurants that add like a weird technology magic to make it seem interesting. Like, oh, we've put some liquid nitrogen. We've dipped this banana in liquid nitrogen for you and then lit it on fire. Ooh, fancy. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 100% there are dragons that do this. No question in my mind that this exists. But also, the sushi that you can get is so fresh because you send a dragon out in the morning mm. and you're bringing back the freshest fish you've ever had to to a pretty right. like far distance from what it sounds like. Sure. Yeah. Um and you're eating cabbage. You're eating boiled cabbage. To, I, especially when like, okay, Luke, there is an island where people have so much better food mm-hmm. or at least different food. Like, how are people not, how are people not appropriating this at this point? I get that there's I mean, a vendor that's selling it, but, but like, come on, it's good. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard for me to tell how much of this is the school versus the society. Mm-hmm. This is fair, yeah. Because like, there's some pretty good food at the at the dance, I think. Yeah, and there is like a propaganda campaign. Well, not propaganda. It's uh, there is like a misinformation about what the food from the native people right. is like. Um, where they think it's like greasy or it's just wrong. Like the book about it is all wrong. So I guess that's a part, but if somebody comes back and is like, Hey, I had some roasted nuts and cranberries from this vendor and they were amazing. Like I'm going to try it. (laughs) Yeah. But it would be uncivilized. Uh, Forgot about that. Yeah. I did forget about that. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well boiled cabbage it is. That's right. That's right. Anyway, enough about boiled cabbage, Luke. Next week, we're finishing this book. That's right. I'm excited for Anakus and her dragon to light everything on fire and burn the whole nation to the ground. I think that's coming. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what we're building to. So we'll see you all there. We'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds. 